This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Bell? Yes. We are totally naming our kids share. <laughs> Welcome to Battle of the Screen. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? Man, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah. We're here, and we are we are once again late to the game, but we are once again back. That's right, two panel to screens, one after the other, two weeks in a row. And if you're very good, you might have one three weeks in a row as well. More on that later. But, man, we are listening to the most unnecessary show on the Internet. That's right. It's two guys talking about movies, talking about comic books, talking about comic book movies. No Star Wars tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We are back true to form because tonight... We are talking about the sequel that you have all been waiting for since the unlikely to everybody outside of our community uh, success of Deadpool. Yes, that's right. It's Deadpool 2. We're only about five months late, but we are here in Bell. We should let them know there are going to be spoilers. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, spoilers, 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 spoilers. Spoilers! Here there be spoilers and ye been warned. All right, so let's let's pull pull it back a little bit. Let's pull it back a little bit. That, okay. The first Deadpool movie, uh, you and I saw, uh, not together, but we saw in spirit together, and um, we we were of the the uh, we were part of the the vocal ma- uh, majority that was pro Deadpool. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Yes, we we very much enjoyed it. Um, you know, despite the fact that me personally, I'm not a big violence guy. Bell loves the violence. He revels in it. He. I'm a violent person. I have been to jail on 15 different occasions for violence. Well, we're not going to talk about that on this episode. But, <laughs> but no, we, we, we very much enjoyed it. Uh, honestly, man, I kind of went into this movie thinking there is absolutely no way that they could do better than the first. The first just was so special. It had so much going for it in that it had so much going against it, which kind of made it all that more special. And I'll just leave it at that. Going into it, that's where my head was. But what was your head going into this movie? 
So yeah, like like Deadpool one was a was a lightning strike, right? And I had a similar idea. I was like, there there there's no way lightning is going to strike twice. I think going into it, I was like, it's going to be good. It's going to be funny. It's gonna it's going to be um. It's going to be there. It's going to be. It's going to be a positive experience. But I don't know if it's going to top the first one, just because it's. I mean, it's you know, it's. Yeah, I don't think you can. You know, lightning doesn't strike twice very often. So it, it was. It was. Uh, I completely thought that it was. I was going to be impressed. and I was going to enjoy it, but I didn't think it was going to uh, surpass the original. Now, of course, they set up at the very tail end for those that stayed beyond the credits to let us know that Cable was going to be in this movie. We knew that because of that, time travel was going to be involved. And because of all the way that time travel has been utilized in the X-Men comics and especially in the X-Men films, we knew there were going to be some fun hijinks that come along with that. Now, I know what you think we're going to do and what you really kind of want us to do is just jump to the end credit scene because holy shnikes, that end credit scene. (laughs) We're not going to do that. We're actually going to talk about the movie, and then we'll talk about the end credits. See, scene. we're going to have an end credit scene on this podcast to talk about the end credit scene. <laughs> no, I got something special for for the folks at home. Uh, all right, so let, let's run it down. Of course, uh, Ryan Reynolds returns as the title character himself, Mister Deadpool, uh, Wade Wilson. What did you think of this take on Wade Wilson? Uh, you know, it, it was, it was very much, uh, like the original. Uh, you know, I, I think he, Ryan Reynolds, has always just had that, just wade wilson deadpool down with the exception of the previous incarnations of the character i think you know he, he pretty much perfected it in uh the first deadpool and carries that on into this film yeah you know i would even say that in this movie more so than in the first although this was not lacking in the first uh deadpool had a heart like you really got like the human side of wade wilson in his very kind of emotional story and the motivations for why he was doing and of course the uh you know, the scenes in which he had with um, with Vanessa and just kind of the connection that they had and everything. And, you know, I, I, I bought it. I believed it. And I mean, I believed it in the first movie, but this movie seemed almost a little bit more. Uh, what's the right way to say this? Because like, th- like I said, I guess human, like they're just the relationship seemed very human. Between Vanessa and Wade. Yeah, like it made Wade feel more like a person and not just kind of the slapstick hero, although he had all that as well. And that's something that I think this movie does really well uh, and kind of carried on from the first movie is had both the heart and the slapstick. You know what I mean? It had like the extreme, like real pain moments that, that, that kind of get you in with the drama and the emotion and everything else. But then also the insane violence that's just over the top and oddly hilarious. Yeah, you know, the, the relationship uh, between Vanessa and Wade in the first film kind of, you know, humanized the character a bit. And then, it, you know, more so in this one, uh, even though, you know, she dies in the first five minutes. <laughs> but uh, that if that, you could turn back time. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, but, no. but but that was an avenue for, for which them, uh, for, for the for the writers and, and whatnot to uh, present another way, another avenue by which to uh, uh, humanize Deadpool. And that was through uh, the character of Russell. Uh, and that's true. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, it was it, his relationship with Russell uh, did more to humanize him, I, I feel, than uh, a lot of the Vanessa stuff that we saw in the first movie. Oh, interesting. OK, so here's the thing with Vanessa. So they, you know, for those unfamiliar with the comic book character, the idea is that Deadpool is in love with death, like the aspect of death in the same way that Thanos from the comics is also in love with the the aspect of death. And so what I found kind of creative is that they essentially turned Vanessa into that role. Because the idea, of course, is that since Deadpool is in love with death, but he cannot die, he can never be with the one that he loves. And so they essentially took that concept and turned it into this idea of, of Vanessa being beyond, 
you know, the, the mortal, mortal coil and he can't return to be with her because he cannot die. And so I thought they, they took this fantastic concept and, and made it a very kind of real human, uh, more relatable concept with what they did with Vanessa and us. And you're right. Russell was almost the quest that she sent him on. Like, you want to be with me? There's stuff you got to do first. And part of this is to save this kid. What do you think of Russell? Uh, I, I liked him. You know, I, I read that this role was specifically tailored for uh, for Julian Dennison, the actor uh, really? who who plays Russell. Yeah. Essentially, Ryan Reynolds saw him in The Hunt for the Wilder People, which I need to see because I hear it's really good because it's also uh, Ty, uh, Taikiti Waifu, uh, the, same, the same guy who directed Thor Ragnarok. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who also yeah, did what they uh, yeah what they do in shadows? Uh, famous New Zealand director, uh, you know, did Thor Ragnarok, as I said. Uh, but yeah, so so Reynolds saw uh, Julian in Hunt for the Wilder People and was like, he's in the film, like that. We're making this role for him. So wow. uh, it was it was really neat, and I, I thought he was hilarious. I thought he was brilliant. Uh, it just like you know, because a lot of times you'll see you'll see kids in movies and they're kind of uh, uh, watered down. Like I remember when I was his age, and I was like, you know, I was I, I wasn't you know killing people with with pyrotechnic fire and like trying to like blow up cop cars and stuff with my you know mental fire powers. But I, I had a foul mouth on me, and, and I thought that was really <laughs> it's really hilarious how they did his character, <laughs> like the prison wallet, like all that stuff was just <laughs> oh I don't know. I loved it. I I thought it was great. You knew that kid in high school. And if you, yes. you didn't know that kid, you you were Belle. You were that kid. <laughs> <laughs> you either knew him or it was you. And and in this case, I think it was me. <laughs> that was great. And I loved how they kind of, you know, had this it was very uh, there were very there's a lot of tropes in this movie. And of yes. course, it being Deadpool, they call out those tropes. And so part of that is the relationship and the dynamic of the simple misunderstanding which sets them apart and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we we've seen this before. But it works. Uh, and, and the kid did a really fantastic job as Firefist. Uh, interesting that, of course, he would be the one that would go on to uh, murder Josh Brolin, a.k.a. Cable's family. Uh, we do have Cable in this movie. We've got a, I, I would say, if, if you could go back in time, if you could turn back time and tell me that we were going to see a live action Cable and I would envision what that would be, this is even better than what I could have possibly envisioned. This is really, really step out of the page is good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I thought Cable was pretty, pretty near perfect. Uh, Josh Brolin's just an excellent actor, and uh, it, it was funny to me because I'm sitting here thinking, uh, Infinity War came up before Deadpool two, right? Uh, yeah, by like a hair. Yeah, and so it was really weird to me going from uh, you know, Josh Brolin as Thanos to Josh Brolin as Cable. It, it kind of helped that it wasn't uh, that it was like CG Thanos and right. Josh Brolin in person. But but like, you know, he's got that gravelly kind of voice, but even still, like the, the separation and distinction between the two is just is just really good. And I, I thought he did an excellent job uh, bringing Cable to life. And, and you know, just just you can you can see the pain on his face, uh, you know, every time he thinks about his daughter and all that kind of stuff. And it, I, I think he did just an excellent job with that uh, with even that role. The teddy bear, like the way that the teddy bear, the ashes of it kind of yeah. bear his own scars is just so fantastic. And I got to tell you, you know, so. You know, my my oldest, I, I gave uh, her a teddy bear when she was little, and like you know, that's that that teddy bear is like the avatar of her father. Like like she knows that like you know the, she's got the teddy bear to remind her that her daddy loves her even when I'm not there. And so it's like one of these things where like you know the connection between the child and the bear and the dad that gives it to her and everything. Like I I get that that resonated with me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, well well done. You're right. Josh Brolin is having like the best Marvel uh, season ever right now. <laughs> He's getting it from both ends. He's doing good. Uh, we also had Domino, 
Uh, holy shnikes, man. She was awesome. Yeah, she did an excellent job as well. Like just Zazzy Beats. Yeah, Zazzy Beats just completely embraced the role of Domino. And I, I just I I love the like gosh, it's almost it's almost like a sibling rivalry between uh between her and and uh and Deadpool. Yeah, I got I, I wouldn't I I can see that. Like to me it was more like because of her power set, like everything's gonna go her way. So she's insanely cocky and she has every right to be. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's like, all right, whatever. Like it's gonna happen. But like you when know. they're arguing, it's like, you know, Lux not a superpower. She's like, Yes, it is. He's like, No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. You know, <laughs> just the little <laughs> the little things that they had going on there. It, I don't know. It, it it I it kind of felt like that to me. But but you're absolutely right. Like because of her power set, it's gonna be, you know, hard for her not to be cocky because everything goes exactly how, you know, she wants it to. When you, it, it almost kind of reminds me of um Kilgore. Or not Kilgore, um Kilgrave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The purple man. Like, the way that he viewed the world, like it was very explicit. Like, you know, how do I know what people want and don't want? Because everything I want them to do is what they seem to want to do. Like he has no concept of what it's like to be in a healthy relationship with anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or for anybody to exist apart from his own desires. And so they, you know, uh, uh, Zazzy played that character phenomenally because this is a lady who her entire life, everything has gone her way. Like once her mutation manifested, which was while she was, you know, kind of early on and in, in, in this institution and everything. So since that moment forward, everything's just kind of gone her way. And so she just kind of has like, you know, wakes up in the morning. I wonder what the day's got for me today. Cause it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. And that's how she played it. Yeah. Like even at the end, we're like, we can really use a bus. And then a bus shows up like, huh? All right. <laughs> yeah. Like no, not even surprised. Just like, well, there it is. You know, I knew, I knew we needed it. And now it's here. Yeah. And, and she, the whole bit where she's talking about how you're like, ah, you know, uh, I don't know. I just felt like there's some kind of reason why I should be here. And then, Oh, it's the orphanage where I grew up. Here's the reason why I'm here. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, TJ Miller also returns uh, as uh, Weasel. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he was uh, TJ Miller. Uh, we also have uh, Blind Al returning, uh, grossly underused in my opinion. Uh, yes, but she did. <laughs> her, her scenes that she was in, uh, she she did. Uh, she kind of stole the show, I think. She was like, she was only in one scene though, right? Yeah, and and she stole it up until the point that they showed uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> baby legs Wade. <laughs> yeah. Well, on Winnie the Poohing it. Uh, yeah, yeah that was, the that I don't was, know, uh, but but it was so was great because. Disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> But the best thing, the best thing about the scenes that she was in is uh, Wade's like uh, a stash of cocaine and the cure for blindness actually exists in the apartment. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Did you yeah. you notice that right? Like when he's when he's yeah, they carry on from the first movie and it was inside the floorboard. No, I, I got that. yeah, 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 yeah. Very clever, very clever. Uh, speaking of returning characters, not grossly underused. In fact, uh, got got a big upgrade. Dopender. Yes, Dopender is is dope man gets uh he gets the kill shot man yeah he, he wanted to kill the entire movie and they're like no you can't do it and then like the one guy that they that you know they they that needs to die ends up yeah, living they beat you over the head with like this dude is evil he tortures kids like he he needs to die like this guy if, if you're not comfortable with like killing the bad guy or whatever yet you're still a deadpool movie just understand like we're gonna make you comfortable with the fact that this guy's gonna die and when it looks like he's getting away freaking dopender with the kill shot <laughs> yeah just out of nowhere <laughs> 
Oh, that was brilliant. That was, that, I, I, I'm, I'm sitting there like you're saying, you know, it's like you, the, the audience is built up. We know that this guy is going to get just meet a horrific end. And we're like, it can't be Fire Fist because if Fire Fist does it, everything goes bad. So it's like, I guess it's going to be Deadpool. It's going to be uh, Cable. It's going to be Domino. It's going to be somebody. It's going to be Colossus. Doubtful. But they're all just walking away. And he's like sitting there yelling at me like, why isn't this guy dead yet? <laughs> <laughs> and then out of, out of nowhere, Dopender comes for for the save, and you're like, "That's perfect. That that's that's the absolute, you know, that's a great way to to get rid of this terrible person uh, right, is exactly. to have him get run over by a tax cab." Yeah, and I I think I used that maneuver a couple times in Halo back in the day. <laughs> Just the warthog out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we also have the return of Negasonic Teenage Warhead and uh, new new girlfriend Yukio. Hi Wade. Hi Wade. <laughs> Hi Yukio. <laughs> <laughs> But they they were uh, also somewhat underused, I thought. Yeah, they 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 were uh, woefully underused, uh, especially since they are I I, I want to say the first uh, LBGTQ couple in a comic book movie like that. This that's been on screen represented as an LBGTQ couple. They, they've been like, oh yeah, Lando's pansexual, or you know, uh, the Valkyrie from Thor Ragnarok is Lando's not a comic character i know um, but still but uh, but the valkyrie, valkyrie from thor yeah, ragnarok so it was implied or at least confirmed after the fact or something like yeah. that. like you because you had mentioned something like that in our review and i was like i didn't get that at all yeah uh, and then i think i read an article i was like oh huh okay I, I didn't like she had so much chemistry with thor i didn't i didn't even think that was a that, that was on the table but um, it was very yeah. very subdued in thor ragnarok but this one's just right here out in the open and i loved it and i wish there was more uh, that they could have done with those with those characters. It makes sense, especially with the X Men franchise, which you know in the modern era has become kind of like a uh, what do you call it when it's like symbolic allegory, kind of allegorical about uh, LGBT rights. Yeah, for sure. I, I, is that right though? I think it is. Like I, I was doing some research before we started recording, and I got Shatterstar on here. Although it was even Shatterstar was. Um, speaking of underused, uh, <laughs> as a whole, yeah. <laughs> Um, dude. Okay. So X-Force getting annihilated uh, instantly thoughts. What, what did you think about that? So, so there, there are several things that I didn't see coming. Uh, this was one of them. Uh, like they're sitting there putting everybody together and I'm like, okay, we got Terry Crews. Uh, we, right. you know, we, we got all the like Shatterstar, like, like you're bringing all these, all these characters out of the woodwork. And I'm like, this is going to be crazy. This is going to be so awesome. We're going to have like, you know, Deadpool three is going to be like Deadpool and the X-Force or whatever. And the only two to survive the drop were Deadpool and Domino. Yeah. I was so uh, hoping Peter that, that Peter was going to live uh, just because, you know, I thought that was just a great, great gag. And I guess, well, hashtag share rules. It was, he was, he was fine. He was saved in the, in the, you know, in the, um, he was, he was saved in overtime. So Peter was fine, but yeah, it was, it was actually hilarious. I did not expect Peter to die in that sequence. Yeah. I, I, I thought he was going to be one, uh, you know, when I saw everybody starting to die, I was like, okay, well, Peter's not going to die, but he totally dies. And, Holy crap, the craziest cameo in the world, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. <laughs> it's the invisible man. <laughs> Dude, that was hilarious. Oh my like, gosh. It's, it's so brilliant too. Like, you know, you get get what whatever the biggest Hollywood star you could get for like this two seconds of being shocked to death. The Vanisher. Bravo. <laughs> yeah, see, I thought it was just going to be a gag, right? Like the Vanisher, there's nobody there. And then you see the parachute just run past everybody and jump out. And you're like, oh, oh, it really is a guy. <laughs> That was the best. Yeah, I was right there with you. I thought for sure he was like a nobody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah. So for the most part, uh, what was advertised as X Force gets uh, just uh, X'd. annihilated. <laughs> they get X'd. X X gonna give it to them, and they and they got yeah. it. And so uh, that was that was hilarious. Um, yeah, Zeitgeist. I'm trying to think. Uh, Bill Skarsgård was in there. Um, Peter, uh, great, great, great job with Peter. Loved Peter. Uh, yeah, Peter was great. You know, just just. <laughs> just show, I saw the article or the ad, so I just showed up. And they're like, "What are your superpowers?" He's like, "I don't have any." <laughs> <laughs> Great for the advertising campaign, and I was actually worried that that character was going to like lose the comedic factor once we saw it in the big screen because that was so much part of the promotional material but nope they did a great job especially with the way they killed him out of nowhere it was like oh all right well there you yeah. go uh colossus has returned uh gets a big uh gets some big moments throughout yeah yeah uh he, he makes some deadpool makes some curse at the the end i thought that was uh that reminded me of high school a little bit. yeah <laughs> as as always i think this is this is the best uh uh representation of colossus that we've had uh in, in all the x-men films um uh i thought i thought the same thing in deadpool one i think you know in deadpool two uh it, it, he kind of you know steps up that game and just does that's that's comic book colossus right there yes yes and for for uh for those unfamiliar if you haven't pieced this together uh high school bow and bell uh, I was the Colossus. He was the devil. Yes. That, that, um, that's, that's the way that, that, was, <laughs> that worked out. Uh, gets a big fight sequence with huge shocker. I, I, I had no idea this was coming. Uh, even when it was, you know, a big, uh, what are they called? A big walloping, uh, big heaping pile of fore- foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, dude, juggernaut. Yeah. Fre- freaking redeemed. Absolutely, like absolutely, like that. That was that was one of the other things that I did not see coming at all was Juggernaut being in this movie, and I was like, "Holy crap! This is this is the Juggernaut that we always should have had." And another interesting bit of trivia here: the reason why it was Vinnie Jones playing this character and not you know a giant CG character like you would think that Juggernaut would be it was uh, well, he was a giant CG character. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about uh, in, in the uh, original X Men films. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so one of the producers was like, we don't want to have giant CG characters. Everybody's got to be like realistic and human sized. And, and that's one of the reasons why this juggernaut did not work in that film. Uh, but in, in Deadpool 2, yeah, that's, that's, that's juggernaut. It's exactly juggernaut. Yeah. So, so here's the thing like, redeemed in, in execution, but I will say, I mean, it was not, he was not the best CG character by like in modern era by by a long shot like it was very clear he was not real and admittedly they had even the gag right like deadpool's like up oh, time for two big cgi characters to have a big like here's a big cgi fight or whatever uh, yeah i'm not disagreeing it's- with you uh i the, the cg wasn't the best but that's juggernaut and the fact that that was juggernaut overrode my brain the fact that they spent more money on colossus as cgi than they did <laughs> juggernauts yeah. no, I- I'm I'm totally with you, and yes, it is very clear because because for the most part, even though you know Colossus isn't actually there, he looks phenomenal. Whereas Juggernaut, yeah, he looked a little, it, it wasn't great, and it was part of it. it was like even his clothes, you could tell, were just very CGI. Yeah. Well, fabric's hard to uh, to render, but redeemed in execution, uh, a a powerhouse threat, um, definitely unstoppable. A lot of man throughout this entire movie, there was a ton of Marvel like cinematic references throughout. Like I think he called him Hawkeye at some point when he's fighting Deadpool is like, come on, big guy, sun's getting real low. Yeah. Like a, a Hulk reference in there. <laughs> like there was a ton of that. Well, stuff. Then the whole freaking uh, scene in the X mansion when he's like, there's no one ever here. And it's the entire, you know, X-Men uh, 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 apocalypse slash, you know, days of future past cast. 
Okay. In that room. Uh, full disclosure, I did not like that cameo. You didn't? No, because, and I know this is a weird thing to say based on what we're going to talk about here in a couple minutes, but I feel like that breaks the timeline because those shouldn't be the X-Men of this decade, like of, of the modern era. That was them when they were in the 80s. You know what I mean? Like they, they should have gotten old school uh, X-Men cameos as opposed to the new kids. Uh, yeah, I could see that. But I mean, I don't I don't know. Um... That breaks the continuity for me. And again, I realize saying that based on what we're about to talk about sounds crazy, but that just breaks the <laughs> continuity for me. But, but can I just say this, though? I think that Deadpool 2 is the best X-Men movie that's ever been made. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, oh, okay. So I, I see what you're doing here. So you're not counting Deadpool 1 as an X-Men movie? Uh, yes and no. Because, like, you know... It, he gets recruited as X-Men. He's like, hey, come here. He, he goes, he's like, you know, you must eat breakfast as X-Men. You brush teeth as X-Men. He's got the two X-Men. Yeah, yeah. But see, the, the, the thing with that one was is because it was the... Uh, you know, the first take of, of this character and they were kind of reluctant to like let their other uh, uh, franchise characters be used in the film. A lot of it was like tongue in cheek references to X-Men, but this one actually felt like an mm. X-Men movie, you know, uh, even though it was a Deadpool focused, it felt like X-Men seeing Juggernaut was, I think, a large portion of that. Yes. But, uh, you know, seeing the X-Jet like responding to stuff and, you know, the different mutants and like, uh, you know, Black Tom Cassidy, like all these just, you know, weird random x-men villains and uh just yeah they go in on deadpool they, they don't shy away like that's one of the things that this franchise has done really yes. well is is dive deep into x-men lore and not be afraid to get weird and crazy because it's right. Deadpool, and they can so you know it, it does make you excited for what they could potentially do with x-force um all right so that's all the characters overall really great movie all right so the end credit scene holy crap bell <laughs> If I could turn back time, I feel like somebody, whoever wrote that post credit scene is a Flash TV Talk fan. And for the panel to screen listeners who've never listened to Flash TV Talk and don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry. We got you covered at the end of this episode to bring you up to speed. Stay tuned. <laughs> but Bell, oh my gosh. Yeah. That good credit yeah. scene. <laughs> oh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. So, all right. So let's see. Um, where do you even begin? Well, did did this movie happen? All right. So let's 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 talk about the criticism well, of. The sh- first let, let's talk about the bit. events that happened, and then we'll talk about the criticisms to them, perhaps. Okay. Yeah. All right, okay. So you know, you know, uh, uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead and uh, Yukio fix the time travel device and give it to Wade and realize that they've just made an incredibly bad mistake because of course Wade goes back and decides to fix some things. First off, he uh, prevents Vanessa from dying. Uh, so she's not dead. Right. Right. He gives the epic line. We're definitely name running our kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I like, I stood up and cheered in that. That was great. <laughs> yeah. but, all right. So, all right, so you want to all right, yeah. so yeah, go go through the overview and then we'll take it. One and then he uh, he goes to uh, the, I guess pre X Men uh, pre uh, Brian Singer X Men movies to X Men Origins Wolverine and ki- no 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 he saves Peter next. Oh, that's right, he saves Peter next. Yeah, so he goes back and he saves Peter next. So Peter's not dead. However, he didn't bother saving any of the other other X Force members, which is they weren't Sugar Bear. He had to save Sugar Bear. He had Sugar Bear's back. That's true. That's true. Which kind of, you know, I would love to see Terry Crews in a uh, Deadpool 3 X-Force. Yeah, he ain't going to be in Deadpool 3. <laughs> yeah, he ain't going to be in Deadpool 3. Uh, and then we see Ryan Reynolds go, or we see Deadpool go back to the X-Men Origins uh, Wolverine time. 
and kill the previous incarnation of himself, which was which was great because I loved I loved the gag in the first Deadpool where he's playing with the X Men the little toy, uh, the the Deadpool toy. Yeah. yeah. But this this was perfect. Like this is exactly so much better. <laughs> yeah. And uh, of course, finally, he goes back to Ryan Reynolds' house, uh, and it's Ryan Reynolds looking at the script for the Green Lantern, and he then kills. Deadpool kills Ryan Reynolds, which was just was just perfect. <laughs> you see the bullet hole go through the script, and it's Green Lantern, and it was it was brilliant. That sounds like the name of like a Deadpool one shot. Deadpool kills Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> right? That's great. Um, and yeah, and then says, "You're welcome, Canada." Yeah, uh, absolutely brilliant. So just comedy out, like so. I mean, it has to be acknowledged. One of the best, possibly the best, in credit scene in the history of a comic book movie. Yeah, I, I can I can agree with that. Uh, but it, it was not without its criticisms. So let's take that first bit. Uh, in the first in credit sequence, and by the way, this has been confirmed that this is canon. All right. So the in credit scene was canon. So if anybody was wondering whether or not everything that we just saw, we actually saw, we did see it. It was canon. This happens. So in the in credits they basically undo the movie to some extent because he saves vanessa which means there's no need for the events of everything that transpires in this movie so the movie is kind of canceled in the end credit scene but thoughts on that so i don't know because when he goes back does he replace himself because cable doesn't have that problem because cable doesn't exist at that time period but deadpool does I mean, that's a good question. Obviously, he didn't replace himself, a la cleaning up the timeline, killing himself, you know. Well, we um, didn't see him. He may have. All right. So here's my here's my take on this. Okay. I think um, that what we saw, because I mean, this this just goes into the whole thing, too. Like, he, he pops over to the um, uh, X-Men Origins time, you know, time and, and kills him. I think he's jumping through timelines. I don't think he's just going through his own time. He's jumping through various timelines, right? So then the timeline where he saves Vanessa is sh- so that's not that's not that's not going to be in Deadpool 3. I think that is going to be in Deadpool 3 because I think he's going to return to that time. Okay. See, you know what I mean? Because the way I was thinking it is he takes one of the collars back with him, puts it on the early version of himself, kills that one because he as the character has has you know grown and evolved. Oh. He does replace himself because remember he was the one that actually killed uh, the guy at the door. So that was actually him. Yeah. I think he does replace himself when he goes back in time. Okay. So he shifts back to who, where he was at that particular point, but then with all the knowledge that he has at that moment. So then in that, which means it would, yeah, yeah, there's, there's no, there's no hang up there. I see what you're saying. Well, all right. So I'll, um, yeah, that's a good point. All right. So that kills my theory. I don't know. I mean, the big question is cable because we know we're keeping cable. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, cable, you know, he said, I, you know, my timeline's fine. I don't need to go back yet, but he's going to try to make it so that we don't screw it up. So he's going to hang around. Right. But if this movie never happened, then he's not here. But the movie did happen. But it didn't happen. No, no, no. It does. It does. No, it does. Right. But then it doesn't by the end of it. You see what I'm saying? I'm not complaining about this, by the way, because actually I think all of this is brilliant and I have literally no problem with the plot holes they've created for themselves because it's it's the X-Men franchise and like time traveling plot holes are just par for the course. Yeah. Like that's part of this franchise. Yeah. And I mean, come on, you know, I like, you know, discussing minutiae of time travel, you know, <laughs> like it's our job. Uh- <laughs> I mean, sure. 
I mean, here's what I'm thinking is going to end up happening. I think at the beginning of Deadpool 3 and or the and or X-Force, there's going to be some throwaway line. Like, I guarantee it's all going to be wrapped up in some throwaway line. And it may be as simple as like, huh? What? Uh, and then like nobody ever addresses it again. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be just we're going to acknowledge it and then we're going to. Move yeah, I, I, I feel like because that's the thing is they, they've kind of earned that credit, you know, uh, with how they've done Deadpool. And I think that's how like Deadpool w- w- would would say some sort of, you know, quip or something like that. Sort of be like, you know, hand wave it away and or either that or someone will hand wave it away and then he will quip at it and be like, that's just lazy writing or something like that, you know. Well, and that's kind of the, and some people might not like this about Deadpool, but it's one of the char, it's one of the things that only Deadpool can get away with. You know what I mean? Like in Spider-Man, you know, they can tell you it's magic. We don't have to explain it. And there will be an uproar as there should be, because that's not a solid explanation for, you know, drastic changes without story or explanation. But if it's Deadpool, then he's making fun of the fact that sometimes they'll say it's magic. We don't have to explain it. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's, it's almost like parody as opposed to reality. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll see how it all comes together. Did you, did you, I mean, like, did you have any clue what was coming with these end credit scenes? No, I had no idea. Favorite moment? Uh, when he killed the Deadpool from X-Men Origins Wolverine. So, I mean, just beautiful. That's the, that's such a terrible film. And it's just, and that that felt like justice to me. (laughs) There's so much injustice around in the world today. (laughs) That just felt like justice. (laughs) It did though. Like he, they even showed like you know Hugh Jackman like they showed him saying wait you know uh, Stryker found a way to shut you up like they played a clip of the movie yeah and yeah. Then he like looks at him he's like love you yeah <laughs> just <laughs> so good it was so good oh it was it was it was brilliant and it was wonderful and like yeah the whole movie was worth it just for that scene Oh, it was so good. I mean, it was a good movie on its own. And, you know, the funny thing is, and we've, we've talked about this in, in other reviews, I'm not a violence guy. I typically don't like violence. I don't like when the hero kills. I think that heroes don't kill. Um, you know, even, you know, and in, in, yeah, I, I don't like the reveling in gore and that sort of thing. I'm, I'm not one for crude humor, but for whatever reason, Deadpool, the movie, because I've never even been into the Deadpool comics, but the first Deadpool really kind of did it right. And it made it charmingly funny in a really disgusting and terrible way. And the sequel continues on that. It pushes all the boundaries that the first one kind of established and it all very much works. So as somebody who is a Deadpool bell, uh, uh, Deadpool fan bell, I can imagine this was a huge success for you. But where does it fall on the on the scale from one to five? This movie was damn near perfection for me. I'm just going to say that. This one really, I yeah, it was like because there's there's so many things about it that were just unexpected, and that's the thing is a lot a lot of times with comic book movies and whatnot, you, you know, it's they're, they're they're tropes that they go by, which there were in this movie, and uh, but they, the way they the way they like tongue in cheek acknowledge those tropes, uh, make them pay off more, and the fact that I was surprised about not one but two different big surprises in this film, uh, the first being X Force all getting, you know got in 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 the scene that they that they're revealed and juggernaut and then the end credit scene like it was just all of that just rolled together and it just made like a perfect deadpool experience for me and uh i don't know i'm gonna have to say this was this was definitely like a 4.5 out of 5 for me wow i mean like you don't yeah you don't you don't give you don't just hand out fives everybody knows this about bell he's pretty stingy with the fives um yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good sequel, good follow-up to Deadpool. I think it sets up a lot of fun stuff for the future. 
you know, it, it wasn't as tight as the original Deadpool, in my opinion. I thought the the first one was far better from just kind of being a, a self-contained movie and kind of flowing a little bit faster and, you know, more fun. Like I would rather go rewatch the first Deadpool than, than rewatch this one again immediately. And so for that reason, I gave it a four out of five, but it is, it's really, it is, it's a fun, fun time at the movies. If you're down with all the stuff that Deadpool is down with, otherwise you don't need to see this movie. It is not for you. But it is <laughs> Quite good. So I, very much enjoyed it. Uh, all right, so that is our rankings, but we want to hear from you. Head over to Panel to Screen, the Facebook page, facebook.com slash panel to screen. Uh, share your thoughts there. Uh, you can also be sure to check out the Woo View that is there. Woo is always holding it down on the Facebook page. Can I get a woo woo? Woo woo. Uh, we also want to give a shout out to Flash TV Talk, a podcast hosted by two great guys uh, who are allowing us to utilize their feed for Panel to Screen for the interim future as we work out some stuff on the back end. Uh, stick around for a wonderful Flash TV Talk, the number one podcast for the CW's Flash. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's happening. That's it's me and Bell. But it's our show. That that's yeah. what I was trying to yeah. say. You know, and it's funny, Bell, because as as you know, you and I were kind of talking before the show. We we thought we should close this episode out with maybe a bit like you know utilizing time travel to go back and fix our mistakes. But we don't have that many mistakes, man. Like for the most part, we we we've done good. Yeah, you know, I I know there's been a couple faux pas here and there. That uh, I'm not talking about the TV. We're just not talking about the TV. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But like, what, 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 what faux pas do we have? Man, I, you know, I, I, I've tried to rack my brain, and I know we had to go back and apologize for something. And I want to say, well, Legend, the first season of Legends TV talk. Yes, I, I'll apologize for that right now. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, uh, you know, the, a couple times, I think, uh, what was it like? We were, our, our professionalism was brought into question, and uh, <laughs> you know, there, there's there's been some issues where couple episodes here and there where maybe you and i uh weren't as familiar with with the episode as we should have been going into recording a podcast about an episode uh, <laughs> but it's it's they're few and far between yeah let's put it this way there's no memorable we, we didn't kill peter you know what i mean like there's <laughs> no true. big memorable yeah. stuff we didn't we didn't sew deadpool's mouth shut like we don't have that level you know if I, i'll put it this way if i could turn back time belt i would not change a thing which made me realize you know what for the panel to screen audience that may not be as familiar with our uh, full repertoire of podcasting, I thought it was best to actually close out this uh, episode by taking him back, all the way back, to one of our greatest moments in podcast history. Flash TV Talk fans know what I'm talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, we're closing it out tonight with some Share TV Talk. Because it's shared. I can't look away. See, I'm glad I'm not watching it. Uh, I'm just, I'm just listening to it, and I can still like see her straddling the battleship's main gun. <laughs> yeah, she, she is doing that, and now she's that doing some kind like of like burned into my memory. <laughs> <laughs> One a pineapple. We are talking about shares. Nineteen. Oh, you know what? I need to have this prepared beforehand. Uh, um, it was. Uh, it, it was. If you could turn back time, share. I'm not sure what year it came out. It was definitely the '80s. I, I see no numbers in front of me, but I don't need to to know this came out in the '80s. Yes, this is this is uh, from Shares' uh, hit single. If I could turn back time, released June first, 1989. Where she dances in what some would consider an outfit, what others <laughs> might consider a piece of cloth and some fishnet uh, <laughs> things, uh, and she is dancing on a battleship. I take my boat to work. 
which that was back in the 80s when we still had battleships. I want to no make an observation, to. but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. That it, it, yeah, this this is this, this is, is a, this is a work safe, family friendly. I, we are we are. I'm looking. I'm I'm looking at some of these photos from that video, and oh, I'm watching the video. Also, I, she doesn't I, I so much as dance as she does just kind of like she's just kind of there. You know, she doesn't have to dance. Uh, no, she's share. She. Yeah, exactly. We should go on record as stating that we do. We love share like that. That I mean, not like fully, fully support share. Fully, fully support, support share. share. We are share. We share fans do might not be too strong. Fully support shares clothing choice in the seminal 1989 video for if I could turn back time. Well, it's one of those things, man. The 80s gave us a lot of music videos that they, it, it couldn't take back. <laughs> even even if it could, nope. if, if it could turn back time, man. Like, that's the thing. She was singing about if she could turn back time to not go and do this video, right? Future like, Share. Fu- yes, Future <laughs> Share went back in time and released a song about not releasing that yes, song. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Great. <laughs> and again, we here at Flash TV Talk have the utmost respect for Share. We are. And all that she has done. 100% not anti-Share. However, just go watch the video for turn back time or don't or don't or don't or don't don't. we're not advocating to go watch we we want to make sure that it's clear we are 100 percent not necessarily actively pro share but we are definitely not anti-share yes but we are pro share uh we're share neutral we're share neutral but We're like the Switzerland of share opinions. yeah but like but like with a little extra like emphasis on the the positive side of neutral Sure, we would trade with Cher during a time of war, but not with Cher's uh, enemies. Yeah, no, it depends on who her enemies were. What if her enemies were Beyonce? Ooh. That's the thing. Then all the single ladies would be on her side. That's what I'm saying. that would be, yeah. You can't do it. In that case, that would be a a hard, uh, you know, we'd have to draft a uh, resolution of neutrality in that particular instance. I'm just saying that it's all day, all the time, every day, all day, every day, Cher all the way, unless... Beyonce is an option. Yes. Or anyone else. What I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is share on her own is awesome. But if there is other options, I'm not saying I wouldn't take those other options in terms of music or just general hangoutness or whatever. Yeah. If we, someone was like, Hey, do you want to come hang out with share? I'm not gonna be like, no, no, I would totally. Are you kidding me? I would totally hang out with share. Now, if they said like, Hey, would you hang out? Uh, you got two options, hang out with share or say, you know, uh, carrot top. I, no, I would hang out with share. I, it, it, tough call though. Right. Tough call. It, you know, it is, it is, it is. <laughs> That's a hard one. That's, That's a hard, really hard. It's a hard one to do. If, Wait, hold on. Is, is this pre roids? If it uh, was, carrot top or post roids carrot top. It, <laughs> I haven't been I'm not that much of a carrot top fan to know what's going on with carrot top. Just Google a picture of carrot top and like the, the guy has done more steroids than every professional wrestler combined. Well, fair enough. I was trying to stay in the Vegas wheelhouse, but one way or the other, you've got share share calls you up said, hey, I'm going to brunch. Do you want to come with you say yes. And now, OK, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Now, Bell, not like five minutes later, share has just called you up. You have just said you're going to brunch with her. You get another phone call. David Blaine has called you. He also wants to go to lunch. Wait for it. The exact same time. What do you do, Matthew Bell? Man, that's tough. Who are you going I've with? I've made the obligation to share. I mean, you made the obligation to share. 
But it's David Blaine. But it's Street David, Magic's pretty cool. It's David Blaine. I mean, how could you? I mean, so that's the thing. If Cher calls up and wants to go to brunch, you say yes. If anybody else offers the exact same time, you you, you might say yes to the other person. You might have to. You might have yeah, to. Yeah, you, you might have to flip flop. That's right. It's just the way it is. Welcome to Share TV oh. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> One of Pineapple says, "Little known fact: I listen to Flash TV Talk for the Share Talk." You know what? A lot of other people do. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.